Three, two, one. Yes. Thank you, Ollie. Uh, welcome to Club Prairie Fire, the home of tequila, Tabasco, and the Duckworth Lewis Stern system. Uh, it is episode two of all of us in the one studio from Club Prairie Fire. That's right. We are in Sydney again, the Harbour City, and we are on the eve of the New Year's test. We're all pumped for cricket. The summer <laughs> is going awesome. Welcome, please, Gilly, Vaughan, hey, hey. and Ollie. Happy Chaps. New Year. Happy yes. New Year. Happy New Year, Year to you It does all. feel like a year since we did our last one of these. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. When we had Junior in, well, on the screen. Well, it was a couple of weeks, and just to uh, clarify, the gloves, Hugo's gloves, if you... Uh, not watching and listening, we had some lovely gloves from Hugo Hawkins that were on set <laughs> that we promised to send to him. Yeah. Um, they're still here. Right. I said I would take them to him. We just don't have any other gloves for the set yet, Vaughny. So mm. once we... Wait um, until we're decommissioned and then we'll get them yeah, out that's there. that's right. <laughs> Which could be any week now. You basically <laughs> wait until Hugo breaks all his fingers before he has <laughs> his gloves back. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, um, I thought, because when we rang him last episode, he's 16 now and like, yes. they look like and under 10s. Mm. Yeah. But I did say to him, didn't I, you're still playing cricket and just a flat no. Yeah. And that yeah. sort of deflated, it's, took the air out of the conversation. Maybe really, it's because it? he's so, got no gloves though. He's uh, too scared. He wants to. All he wants yeah. to do is he play cricket again. ruined his life, these gloves going missing. <laughs> Are they all his? Are they his pads as well? We haven't nicked his pads oh, as well. Oh dear. No, oh, this is a different kid. Lewis... Oh, so he got oh, a number as well. He's got a number. Sorry. What are we it's a home, it's a landline number. Lewis Templeton. That might be before there was mobiles. What year are they from? Well, Lewis yeah. is a small chat. He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's unless, it, unless this is David Warner's pads for the last <laughs> test, it's a similar kind of size. Well, have you got your phone, Gilly? Everything. My phone's charging over there, but we can give it a bosh if we want. Why not? Let's, I mean, righto. Let's you managed I, to get. Yep. Yeah, yeah, righto. Beautiful. Um, this is, there's nothing on the bat. Talk well, amongst like, yourselves. Well, talk about the bat. It's just, just pop it on, pop on, on it. speaker for us, Gilly. Yeah, I will. If you're this, not, uh, this might just be the podcast where you ring ex-junior cricketers. <laughs> it doesn't look like Cashmere Willow as well, the bat. Mm, mm, dude, dude. Looks like a 6-6, six, six, you reckon then? Nope, shouldn't say that. 6-6, six, six, yeah. Right, we'll go okay. with double. So, Lewis, let's see your uh, answers on this one. Right, uh, Straight on to speaker. Right, I need to... So, uh, you call it first, and call then, you it and hit then hit speaker. speaker. There we go. Do you think they're teammates? This team's been... Oh. Turn it up. Nothing much yet. They are old pads, small pads. To be fair, the festive season's upon us. It, oh, I reckon oh, Louis no. country's four or five. Hi there, thanks for calling. Leave us a message or send us a text and we'll get back to you. Please leave a detailed message after the tone. When you've finished recording, you may yeah, have to leave a message. Oh, could be a mother. Oh, just hello, hold on, Gilly, before you leave a message there. I just need to... I just before you just <laughs> confirm that we are... Uh, just hang up, yeah, Gilly. Re- wait. Oh. oh just... Really? I've got to come clean. That's, um, oh. That phone number's of an adult massage parlour that I... <laughs> you you just there. did come clean, didn't you? <laughs> I, got I got in early. Um, it's a shame. When I, when I rang them, they answered. They said, hello, welcome to Bliss on Crown. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway. New sponsor, or uh, <laughs> that's a real. Sh- I, I didn't want you to go. Oh, hi, it's Adam Gilchrist. It's a call back. So um, brilliant. Yeah, Not Prank, the best, pranks all around. Pranks all around. Hey, which you know, I could do gives... the massage. Though. Well, <laughs> please, I've got, please. Could do it any, I've got the number for you, Vaughny. I've got. I don't <laughs> know. Phone, yeah. 
How they go there, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, lots to talk about in today's show, obviously. Um, you boys have just been down in Melbourne for that win. Um, we're going to look ahead to the Sydney Test. Um, India, they got pumped by Dan Elger and his South African mates. There's some big bash action. Mm. And another very special guest. Mm. Boys, do you want to give a little tease, a little something to... Or you just want to flat out say who it is? No, give a tease. Bird. A bird. A bird. A bird. All right. Leave it at that. Dicky Bird. That bird just <laughs> did just message me, said, hasn't got a link yet. Oh, so Hugo, we need to send a link to Glenn McGrath. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, tease is gone. <laughs> the pigeon, the big pigeon is going to fly pitch. in for us. Um, in the, amongst all his uh, pre-test uh, obligations for the, yeah. the pink test. Yes. For the McGrath, McGrath Foundation. Foundation. Get on there, pinktest.com.au. Buy I saw your, that you bought your virtual seats. Buy Gilly? your virtual seats. Very good. Good way to support it. Very good. Absolutely. Now, Ollie, um, you'd like to get us started with a little bit of a social plug. Have you got anything for us? Tell people where they can find us. Yep, absolutely. At Club Prairie Fire are our socials. And uh, the last, we've been away for two weeks, but they have been going nuts since then. It's been our highest interactive week of the new season. It was the first episode, but it was a lot of interaction. They love, um, they, they love season seven. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just them. It was the socials. And it was particularly, it started off with Pakistani fans laughing at, um, it was Junior saying they're going to lose 4-0. <laughs> got a lot of love in the, in the three games series, that which might happen to India as they lost by an innings. They can technically lose, yeah, that's you two know, games, yeah. that's two and one. Yep. Um, yeah. And then it was the Indian fans. Um, I don't know if it's defending, but laughing at Ravi Shastri's um, car mix up from the gold Audi, which got sent in by a couple of uh, people into the red Ferrari hat. So yeah. they, uh, they both were well, combined for nearly half a million views on all socials. Those two uh, oh, getting nice. shared around. So a lot of love. But there was one comment on YouTube that stood out from a uh, really big fan. User hyphen IX5HF9PM5P. Yep, nice catchy, chat. catchy name. Nice guy. Um, where is Mohammed Hafiz? When are you going to invite him on? For that as an update here, Vaughn. Well, um, he, he, he has said he will come on at the end of the series. He's a professional. He's coaching. and Well, he's running Pakistan cricket. He, he does everything. Um, <laughs> he, did, he did miss his flight. <laughs> 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 Melbourne to Sydney, but he, he explained it to me on a text that it wasn't his fault. Uh, very similar to them losing in, in Melbourne, they won. If, they you, if you listen to the pre- yeah. they won, they played better cricket. Uh, it was just the curse of the D- DRS. <laughs> what I like about teams now that play against Australia, when Australia win, it's just dead easy. You just say they're either void series, you're yep. abroad, yep. so it's irrelevant. And now Mo Hafiz has come out and basically said that they were a better team, played better cricket, and it was just the curse of the DRS. I like him, but he's just got to get to his flight a little bit sooner. <laughs> he, he was in the coffee shop. Yeah, right. He, he, was, he was lined a, up. He was yeah. having a brew, and he didn't realise that if the flight leaves at one o'clock, you generally have to be there at least at half twelve. I think he rocked up at five to one. And was surprised it, it left. <laughs> Gilly, do you need to be there half an hour before you told no, me? Not story. really. No, I've tested the theory today, actually, this morning myself. Have you gone on late, have you? I uh, style. was having a chat with someone in the lounge and looking up at the board, 10 o'clock flight. Mm said go to gate so I thought I'll wait till it starts flashing for boarding before you just nip it it's gate two so it's right outside the lounge doorway there and it got to 10 o'clock and I thought geez I better go and investigate this I went to the lady at the desk and said oh that 10 o'clock flight is that can you give me a how late's it going to be given we haven't got on yet she goes oh that that closed five minutes ago (laughs) so I bolted around there they'd shut the door and I managed to convince the young lady there that it's easier to get me onto the flight than get my bag, which was underneath, yeah. off the flight. And yeah. 
she said, I've been paging you for half an hour. So all of Melbourne Airport knew that... <laughs> 1A Gilchrist, whether it was the F45 owner or the former cricketer, was lurking around being lazy. basically what you're saying, if you're an ex-Australian cricketer, you get on, and if you're from Pakistan, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it, Ollie. You can draw whatever. Just inclusion out of it. How how is he going to Google that? Well, just Google it. There'll be some laws and rules. (laughs) If you're Australian. Australians just get on whenever they want. So they did shout your name over the tannoy? Not not in the lounge. But out in the... But there would have been people hearing Adam Gilchrist for flights. So, there would have been people so hearing Mohammed Hafiz. People running around going, that <laughs> yeah. bastard cost me so much money in F45 shares. Where is he? So, uh, now, Hafiz... Today, Gilly, thanks for letting me in. Did you? Yeah, I'm in today, later on, yeah. After my beer. <laughs> Actually, speak, well, speaking of... Well, I always do social updates normally. Yeah. I'm also in charge of sponsor updates, and it's been quite quiet on that front for the first 12 episodes. <laughs> but we have a half sponsor. Um, What's a half sponsor, a half? Ollie? Well, they're giving Contra um, for now, but we love them for that. And it's half a sponsor because it's half a standard drink, right? So this is Hawks Brewing mm, um, nice. of the famous XPM who always was at the cricket. Bobby. He used to uh, chin these very quickly. And it's very exciting because it's at your usual BWS and Dan Murphy's. But it's the beer. Um, it's only 1.75%. So you can have a few of them at the SCG this week for the pink test. Oh, Just okay. got on first time. So the lovely people said... Try it, have a few, and, um, and they love the show. That's his face on the front, isn't it? That's his face. And they've got the most amazing, bizarre restaurant in Marrickville. It's a brewery that's also a Chinese restaurant. Um, genuinely, like, it's one of the best Chinese um, I've had. But they've got an honours board there of all the people they'd like a beer with, and they just add to it, just celebrities, and there's some brilliant names. And they've invited us anytime we want. Go down for a Do you think, Ollie, on the back of that, do you think that's where David Warner should have his beers with everyone that he's invited to have beers with? From his press conference, he said, didn't he? He said he will have a beer with anybody that doesn't see him as the person that they think if you he don't could, you if know. you don't like what you're saying yeah, you come and have yeah. a beer with me I mean, what's the capacity at that joint what's the <laughs> not <thing>? enough <laughs> but what's going to happen because he said he will have a beer with anybody mm-hmm. what what happens if the whole of the scg and how many is that all 25 30 40 40 40 40 so say there's 30 there what happens if every single one in the gang goes i want a beer with you he's going to be polite he's going to be he's going to be skinned yeah but don't they have to say, look, we don't, we don't like it's you? A, I think it was more if you, if you didn't like him. Boring. If you're a fan of his, you don't go because you're, you're convinced. Right. Yeah, but if, 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 look, from Yorkshire, you just go straight and say, I don't like you, so you, you get, get free, free beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. And then as soon as you have the big, I like you well, anyway. Someone, <laughs> someone has got it in for him at the moment, haven't they? Because it was just today, prior to coming and recording this, it was revealed mm. that his baggy greens have gone missing. Greens. 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 Uh, now, we've, yeah, got, we've actually we got it explore here, that. Gil, if you want to... Uh, we've gone through CCTV footage. Um, they've got some blind spots, apparently. Uh, we spoke to the Key West Hotel, who we absolutely trust and have gone through their cameras. No one's came into our rooms. But unfortunately, someone has taken my backpack out of my actual luggage, which had my backpack and my girl's presence in there. Inside this backpack was my baggy greens. That's sentimental to me. It's something that I would love to have back in my hands, walking out there uh, come this week. If it's the backpack that you really wanted, I have a spare one here. You won't get into trouble. Please reach out to Creed Australia or myself via my uh, social media. And I'm happy to give this to you if you return my baggy greens. Thank you. I like that. Do you think that's... sort of psychology. Like, mm. And they'll, they'll all be hiding. Like, they'll jump out as soon as they come. If it's the backpack you want. I- yeah, I thought it was another prank because you opened that with "We've got it here." I thought you meant the baggy oh, green, the baggy green. <laughs> not the video. Oh, that would have been a coup for. Club Can I just let far. on that? Um, me and Gilly were actually staying in 
the same apartment. Really? We were, West, yeah. Yeah. We were staying there. Horny. Did you get in there? We were st- I just want that backpack. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm after. This is the... We got a shot of the baggy green here. This is... Yeah, that's uh, that's the old that, one, surely. Been worn and torn. There's a history, Ollie, isn't there, in his, with his baggy green? There, it's gone AWOL before. Exactly right. You're very well researched, Vaughn. Um, it was 2017. Yeah. Bangladesh. It was his first ever ton in Asia. It was in Dhaka. Um, and it was the first test. He had to wear a replacement cap because mm. his was missing. But then it turned out it was just found at home in his bag by his wife. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking this. Because uh, I can't tell you how often if my wife can't find my kid's backpack, she just grabs mine. Mm. and sends them off to daycare or whatever with that. Do you think that Candace has just grabbed his backpack? Because <laughs> oh. they are in Sydney. Were they in Sydney? No, they were in... They're in Melbourne. Melbourne. In so Melbourne. sent from Melbourne to Sydney, and it's just gone AWOL. Could it be a team member? Could this be a, an all-time prank all-time before his prank. last test? You reckon the ultimate prank? It, it, oh, it's it, a good one. It, it's <laughs> who, 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 if it were, it? who is it? Who's the oh, one on the team? It's right up Mitch Marsh's alley. <laughs> that, I reckon, reckon the bison. The bison just... just uh, T-head. At, as they T-head. walk out for the anthems tomorrow, just... Uh, Oh, there, Davey. Oh, look, because they'll have the pink baggies on to donate yeah. to the McGrath Foundation. Just, just, and then... just, just, but seriously, if someone, and it's it's appalling if someone's stolen the baggy green, mm. but what are they going to do with them? Yeah, It's exactly. not that you can sell the baggy greens of David Warner. Dark web. Particularly that, mm. so that we've well, got an image there. I don't know if the image will be up on our socials or in the YouTube at the time, but that older one, the one, his, his original one, is mm. pretty unique, isn't it? Like, you yeah. can't. Sort of uh, it's pretend like he's got that's a split, not what it is. You know, when you, you sometimes split your trousers at yeah. the back, but that's he's got a split I, on the top. I've just split my shorts today. <laughs> you? Now, genuinely, you saying that, and that's why I had to go lower for the camera. Yeah. But he, he's been wearing yeah. a, a newer one lately in his last few tests, which I assume is the one that he got in twenty seventeen. Got hundred, you say? How many? Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe it's a bit of psychology. Maybe from Dave. The last time that he lost it, he oh, got maybe get another one. Replacement. Oh. Got yeah, a ton of Just get a third one. Because he's obviously got two. How many caps do you get? England caps. I had loads. They throw them out. With I had loads. There's no real prestige. I reckon in I auctioned about 25 of them in my <laughs> yeah. testimonial year. They were everywhere. What that, confetti. What that covered, <laughs> they would have sold pretty well. That would have covered the drinks for the night. What, <laughs> well, it cost me a few quid, but at least covered half of it. Uh, uh, three, there's we, three we, Warner we, sisters, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> three Warner sisters. You're on to it. You get another one. Family heirloom, oh, get handed you down. You got the, you got yeah, the hat trick there, yeah. literally. And then yeah. you can... Uh, Gilly, is there any truth to the rumour that new Aussie cricketers, when they receive a baggy green, will do stuff to make the baggy green look old and weathered? Stephen O'Keefe once told me... <laughs> you wanted that old... Yeah, so he used to rub it up against the wall, the, <laughs> the exposed brick. He'd really? rub the to brim, he'd rub the top. Yeah, to rough it up so that you weren't the guy that, you know, was well, only so playing. So he made it look like he played more tennis. Yeah, he yeah. looked like you're an experienced <laughs> campaigner. Maybe. I don't know. Langer, Langer poured milk over mine in about my ninth test in a test celebration. And oh, that I tried to guts it. it out for yeah. about two or three tests and it smelled like vomit. Yeah, and then I had smell. to wash it and all the dye ran out of it. And But we, we are meant to get one. Um I remember 97 Ashes Tour. I went as the reserve wicketkeeper. Didn't play a test, but played one day as the old Texaco Trophy yep. in whites still. So just as recently as 1997, in whites. Yeah. 60 over games, I reckon. Yep. And I played as a bat and wore my baggy green when I was fielding that I was given for that tour. But because I didn't play a test, I just put it away when I got home. thought, geez, if I ever do play test cricket, that's the one I'll wear. Get picked for the Gabba, go up there, take that with me. 
in the change rooms before warm-ups. I think I'll get this out and give it to the team manager because he'll then give it to whoever's going to present the cap to me. And I look over and I see Steve Bernard, our manager, getting two brand new baggy greens out of his bag because Scott Muller and I were debuting. So I quickly stuffed my other one back at the bottom of my bag, got out there and um, got another one. But um, but it got it ended up looking like Davy Warner's really. It fell apart after about 60 tests. So I retired that and then used the one from 97 for the rest of my career. See, I look at this as it's got to be an inside job because I'm guessing Australia leaving Melbourne, whole squad supports it there'll be a lot of those bags mm. there's going to be lots of bags and i just think it's an inside job it has to be i think so So why is like, the how come the bison's rucksack's not been nicked? have we heard from the bison where is the bison has he come out yeah. and said anything publicly not yet he's number one suspect. we did throw the- this on the whatsapp and you had a i don't know a similar a venki prasad well yeah i've got me thinking about what's some of the biggest pranks anyone's played on a teammate and legend had it that Anil Kumble got 10 for in an innings against Pakistan in Delhi mm. for Rose Cotler ground, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock, knocked over old Fox Cricket Swazamakram to pick up the 10th wicket of the innings, caught by VVS Laxman. VVS in the celebrations, you know, ping the ball up in the air. I'm part of history. I took the 10th the for catch. Anil's running around, you know, going crazy. A very cunning Venkatesh Prasad just went and picked up the ball and... <laughs> Stuck it in his pocket. Legend had it that he <laughs> was going to make a nil bite off him. <laughs> well, it's his, isn't it? Absolutely. Is it so nine-tenths, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's it's his. I mean, you know, what, again, Google it. I, mean, I can't imagine there's a law that suggests that whoever gets the wickets keeps the ball <laughs> at the end of the game. Well, it's probably so the property you, of Indian sorry, cricket you know, board, really. Gloves have gone missing again. So when Warney got his 700th at the yeah, MCG, yeah. did you – obviously people love taking the stumps. Did yeah. you grab all three – well, I did. <laughs> well, it was the first morning of the day one. I didn't think it was well, right no. to no, rip that, all three that, pegs out and run off. Celebrate. That might have helped England if you'd have done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were already lying on the ground from Straussy missing it. But uh, but no, but, yeah. So, but what I do know, the footnote to to uh, actually check the '99 World Cup semi final against South Africa, where Flemo rolls the ball to me and I knock the stumps over. And all I can think is, I want three stumps for memorabilia. And in the chaos, I run around our team celebrating in the middle, shoulder charge umpire Venkat to get out of the way and pick them up from the bowlers end. But uh, now, if, if I grab three stumps, I always give them out to people who've done something in the game or debuted. Did it to Graham Smith on his debut against us. We sledged the shit out of him and for five days stump. and then went and gave him a stump. <laughs> and he was looking at me going, I'm really confused now. <laughs> Is that what Ted's is like? But uh, yeah, and look, the footnote to the Venky one, I Googled it. He didn't make him pay for it. He just hit it on him for an hour in the change rooms and then sort of revealed it, which was nice. Good, nice touch. Good story, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, hey, look, love chatting about stumps and people stealing balls off people, but we do have a very special guest lined up, uh, a man who's very important at this week's New Year's uh, test mm-hmm. between Australia and Pakistan. He's a man that played 124 tests for Australia, taking a massive 563 wickets in the test formats. Um, colloquially, he's known as the Pigeon, uh, but for the rest of us, we know him as Glenn McGrath. Welcome, Glenn. Hey, hey, How are you? How are you, mate? Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. I tell you what, mate, we do appreciate you taking the time today. This has got to be the busiest day <laughs> leading into the busiest test match of of your annual, uh, obviously, on the calendar year. So, uh, bloody good to see you, Pidge. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks, mate. It's, uh, like I said, great to be here. 16th pink test coming up, I think. 
when we were preparing for a test match, it wasn't this busy. So, uh, yeah, it's always a bit of a lead, busy lead up in the first couple of days. Once we get through day three, it quietens down, but uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I did say right at the start, pinktest.com.au is where you buy the virtual seats. That That is a yep. phenomenon in itself, Pigeon. It? Like, talk about making a positive out of a negative with COVID. Uh, obviously, there's yep. no no um, no crowds a couple of years there. And and you guys came up with the concepts by a virtual seat and you sell the, the cricket ground out about five times a game, don't you? Oh, pretty much so. It's, uh, yeah, incredible. They say out of adversity comes opportunity. So, uh, yeah, one of our guys came I'd like to say that it was me who came up with the concept, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately it wasn't. Uh, one of our guys came up with it and it's it's been a game changer. Uh, and it's really resonated with the public and with the crowd. They, uh, you know, I've spoken to people now that it's become a tradition in their family to get their virtual pink seats uh, support loved ones, support loved ones that unfortunately aren't here anymore, messages of support and, and out they go, they post it on their socials. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been incredible. And a very cunning move stealing David Warner's baggy green, mate, so that he's going to have to wear the baggy pink the whole game. That's that's uh, you're, You've always been a sneaky prankster, but that's next level. Yeah, no, I saw it just lying there, so I thought I'd just help myself to it. And uh, I presented him a baggy pink yesterday, which he was pretty happy with. So uh, you never know your luck. Uh, Glenn Vaughan here. Um, we, we've been discussing the um, the missing baggy greens. Um, mm. we, we, we don't really want to point fingers at too many people, but we think that uh, Mitchell Marsh potentially is favourite for the prank. <laughs> who, who, who do you fancy? Yeah, I say Mitch is up there. He's uh, he's a very funny lad. The yeah, you know, there's uh, yeah. Well, when you look at the batsmen, they're a bit boring, aren't they, Vaughan? And then the the fast bowlers are more exciting. It's the wicketkeeper that sort of goes in between that you really have to keep the eye on. So you know, Alex Carey could be up there as well, Alex but Carey. Mitch Marsh, I think, is a bit of a prankster. Well, Alex Carey played that great prank on Johnny Bairstow. If you remember, <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a very he did good too. one. He did. I was gonna. I was actually gonna mention. I mean, Aust- Australian 2023 pitch. They they did okay. They 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 managed to just sneak a, a win or two. But it was wasn't the main talking point of the calendar. Uh, Basball uh, was the main talking point. Who uh, are? Uh, what what have you made of it? Yeah, I thought it was great. It was great to get a New Zealand guy to come in and tell you how to play cricket. So, um, <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm a fan. I think that's the way cricket should be played. Uh, get out there, back yourself. And I love watching sports people go and perform and play without fear. And if you do that, it's amazing what you can achieve. And yeah, that's, I think, the way England played. I was a lot more positive brand of cricket, the way that just backing themselves, giving uh, the players that sort of license to go out and, and just perform and perform without fear. I'd like a little bit more accountability if they if they didn't do well. So finding that right balance. Um, but test cricket, we've got to look after it, got to protect it, got, got to keep people coming along to it. And if they're playing, if we're all playing an exciting brand of cricket, then that's the way to do it. But this Ashes uh, that, you know, uh, earlier this year, I thought just brought people back to the game. That, that, that was all the talk in England, in Australia here, the amount of people watched it and loved it is what it's all about. So, Glenn, you're, you're basically just saying that England play a more exciting brand than Australia. Is that correct? Um, well, they they sort of picked up what we used to play back uh, when Gilly yeah, and I played. Correct. Sort of, that is. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was very rare 
um, that England were playing a more positive brand of cricket than Australia. That's the hardest thing I'd come to terms with. But, you know, these things happen, don't they? I, th- I think <laughs> like, Vaughan likes to think that, that the whole world is catching on to this sort of baseball and this positivity piece. Changing the planet. Um, and, and I think, <laughs> yeah. to, to be honest, I, you do need to credit him. Uh, I do need to agree a little bit with him because Muhammad Hafiz has come out and basically taken on that yeah. uh, approach post-second test saying... Pakistan were the better team. They yeah. played the better cricket. They didn't win, albeit, but they, they were the winners of the game. So that moral victory. Yeah. Most of the world now is always going to beat Australia, regardless of how much we pump them by. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, the thing about England and that Ashes, they didn't need the media or the, or the um, crowd or the punters to tell them how good they were. I think they were letting <laughs> the world know how that good they were by the, the comments they were coming out with. So... <laughs> So it was a bit of a, yeah, a bit of fun and games. It's all about the theatre, isn't it? So yeah, got to get out there and have a go. Now, obviously, Australia had a great year, as you pointed out. Uh, okay, it was it okay. It was probably uh, the normal best. year. Normal year. Normal, normal regulation. Year. Okay, standard year. But yeah, if yeah. they were led by Pat Cummins, who is a very good captain, but he is a fast bowler. Mm. So maybe this question is mm. more for Gilly than uh, Ua. How would Glenn have gone as Australian captain? Oh, I think. Um, Honestly, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I think uh, he would have been. I could answer it better than Gilly, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I'd like to hear. Yeah, I was going to ask Pigeon that. I didn't know you were coming to me. How? What? What? Yeah, would your, give us a. Just give us a little team talk, Pidge. We're about to go out. You've just come in. You've mm. been given another dodgy LBW that's you always felt that most umpires, once you walked out, were pretty keen to go and have a cup of tea. So they generally fired you. So you're a bit fired up, throwing your bat around. Um, what was your team talk before we go back to bowl? Well, they have DRS now, so I could have got away with it. Probably would have averaged two or three team times what I average now. So, it, um, uh, to be honest, being a captain was never something I wanted to do. Um, you know, I thought, might as well give it to a batsman. They're standing at first or second slip and not doing a great deal. So, <laughs> I, it was, I don't know. Yeah, no, I... Um, not on my list of, of things that I wanted to do. So I probably would have made a pretty average captain. Um, but, yeah, you know, when you're playing a good team, sometimes it's all about the senior players and, and yeah, make the captain look good. So I think Pat Cummins done a great job. My only sort of downside with a fast bowler being a captain is when a batsman is a captain, when he's out batting, he can concentrate 100% on his batting. And when you're a bowler, you want to concentrate 100% on your bowling, not worrying about who's bowling at the next set. You know the opposite end, where the game's going, who, what changes you need to make. So, I think Pat Cummins has found a, a really good way of doing it, and you know he's done a great job. Um, so yeah, but back when I played, yeah, I didn't want to be captain. I'm not sure uh, too many of the other fast bowlers were really putting their hand up either. So uh, I'm not sure how we would have gone. Oh, Glenn, um, Ollie here. Um, I don't do much in the show. I just make sure it goes along nicely. And you may not remember this. you back this. up Vaughny. Everything the Englishman yeah. saying, and you just drink piss. I'm the impartial <laughs> Good piss. I'm the impartial judge. But you said you didn't play too much. You may not remember, but I hope you do. We played against each other last year, and Glenn was actually captain of that side and got the win. It was... Oh. Uh, uh, a day for Australia owned, I think, was the company, and my friend was involved. It was an ad of sorts for Australian owned yeah. food and drink product. I hit yeah. um, pitch for four, and then we lost the game under his captaincy. So, really? and I was for the rest of the world eleven. Yep, and still got the uh, the baggy blue. Yeah, you picked him off. For a there, bit. well, there you go. I I gave a bit of team talk, just pumped them up, and uh, we went out there. And it was it was funny. I hadn't played for ages, and I was fielding it at, at mid off. 
uh, sorry, mid on, and the, the ball went over my head and I turned to run and pick it up. And honestly, I was going nowhere. I thought I'd, it's like I'd forgotten how to run. And uh, I was quite embarrassed, but uh, it was a bit of fun, bit of, bit of a hit and giggle. So, uh, yeah, I remember that game fondly. And I think I'd, I'd, Jimmy Fag, I think I'd be embarrassed getting hit for four by Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing Hugo's gloves. <laughs> what, what sort of shot was it, though? Be what? honest. It was over mid on. It was sort of in between the bowler and the yeah, mid on where Glenn was. He turned around. Remember really? it? in the air? Yeah. Holy! It's just lofted on. Yeah. Drive, so it's a, a, it's like, what's that called? A slog slog shop or out at Calcon? Basbold, just so, basbold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we did lose, and he won as captain. Yeah, that was the memory. Very good. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, a great win for Australia in that second test. Although we lost the moral victory, is that what yeah, we're saying? Yeah, he didn't win. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to bring up something that happened on day three with the cricketers. Um, there was a couple high up in the stands who um, were being friendly with each other. Did you see this? I did. And they ended up on the big screen. Now, I wanted to ask, in your many you know years of playing cricket, did you see anything like that, A? And B, if you were playing cricket and you did, would you be offended that they weren't finding the cricket as entertaining? I, I have to say a story. I played at Scarborough. Have you played at Scarborough, Gilly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yep. I, I hate to keep bringing up Scarborough, but Scarborough is a, a lovely creek ground, and it's surrounded by quite tall... Uh, terraced houses and there was one afternoon I think Buffer was playing as well and we noticed that there was a lady um, she was kind of out of the window with not a lot on and then we realized what was going on and uh, her partner was behind her if you know what I mean and he was rattling away <laughs> So he was watching. Do you know those sachet? Do you know the the sachet windows that come down? So they'd open the sachet when her head was out, kind of watching the cricket, and there he was behind her. I don't, I don't think it was any of my my teammates or the opposition, but um, yeah, that was at Scarborough. I always remember that. Uh, We didn't get much done on the field for about five or six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought the crowd was the crowd was lively down at Melbourne as Mm. per usual. You see the, I don't know if you saw him down there, Pidge the. There was one group of social media lads, the Marmalade Boys, I think, going around rather than doing the shoey, they're doing the boxy. Yes. Oh wow! Getting yes. people okay, in Bay no, Thirteen to scull a beer out of their box. Okay, interesting. Well, the things they come up with these days. So it wasn't top of my list, but I missed that one. <laughs> Both yeah, the guys, they were at the uh, so six and out. The yeah, they were there. The, the huge band from Sydney. I mean, um, they are literally huge. Um, <laughs> Bigger than they were yeah, when the they mar- started. The, what are they called the marmalade? What are they called marmalade? Marmalade. Just marmalade. Marmalade, marmalade were there. Yeah. Fully, fully white kit, baggy yeah. green. They had a baggy the green on, oh, didn't they? Baggy green. Go. Are they going to be the pink test? Baggy green. See? Just saying. Baggy green. Now, Bay 13 is an interesting bay, and it was lively, obviously, during that test. Uh, yep. A lot of the players having fun down there. And yep. um, Wazim told a great story, uh, I think it was on Triple M, mm. about how they were chanting one day, Wazim's a wanker, mm. and he didn't know what it meant. And so <laughs> he had to, he was sort of smiling and waving to them, and then Imran Khan had to come down and explain, explain to him. Explain what it is. Why, you know, it's not positive. No, he thought they were singing, Wazim is a banker. Yeah. yeah. And he is that rich, he could be. <laughs> Did you ever have anything down at Bay 13? Morning? I didn't go down there, no. My, my field in prowess didn't take me down to Bay 13. I hid in the ring at short find. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself going down there. No. No. They love you down there, Pidge, on the back of a wicket. The double thumbs you'd give them, one that way and one that way. Oh, yeah, being an Aussie, but down there. It, the only thing that could have been better is if I was a Victorian. They'd love me even more <laughs> yeah. down there. So 
But isn't it funny? It's always the fast bowlers that are on the boundary. It's never the batsmen. <laughs> they just never want to get out there. And I remember Booney one time in Pakistan was getting stuck into us because we were fielding on the boundary and we're getting hit with little bits of concrete and those big bungers <laughs> just come out and blow up beside. Wait, we're carrying on a bit. I think Warney got hit with a padlock. So we're blowing up a bit. And, and Booney's getting stuck into us, telling us to get back and stop being soft. And I was fielding it at mid-off. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw something fly through the air and it hit Booney in the back of the leg. And I saw him, he looked down and as he looked down, he just disappeared and it was a big bunger. Disappeared in this big thing of smoke and scared the hell out of him. He just marched, he started marching straight off the field. The umpire was laughing, so he's abusing the umpire, he's abusing everyone. So I thought, you know, he got a little bit back. So that's what it's like fielding out the out in the boundary, but we always have a bit of fun and you can normally turn the crowd around and, and have a bit of fun with them. So uh, it's uh, it's not too bad on the boundary, Vaughn. Yeah, I, I remember, were you playing the game at, at Eden Park, Pidge, the one day where I remember I got hit in the leg by a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> We're we keeping like someone had Jeez, really got through. That's a lot of from the, and the stands just, of Calcutta. Just, yeah, no, it's a, no Eden Park in, Eden. in Auckland. Oh, all right, I think Eden Gardens. Like, <laughs> nah, small ground, small boundaries. But then Bevo was down there and he got hit by a fish, like <laughs> yeah, your, your common salmon. salmon. <laughs> Three course meal, no, <laughs> big fish, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, massive! But that was poor old Bevo. He's one of those guys. If you threw a a cricket ball into the crowd, and he was in the crowd. It would hit him, and uh, so he got hit by that fish, massive big salmon, uh, at Eden Park. But he also got hit by a can of VB at the World Cup final at Lords in '99. We're out on the balcony, and I think this Pakistani fan had a beer, and he threw it. It was going straight for Buff, for Darren Lehman, and Buff saw it at the last minute and ducked, and Bevo was behind him and copped it in the head. So poor old man. I remember it that. It got him in the cheek, didn't it? <laughs> I can't believe Buff didn't catch it and crack it open, yeah. but uh, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Is this a real thing when you guys were playing that you were constantly getting pelted? Oh, yeah, by... mate. Unruly crowds back then, and we were winning all the time, so they didn't like us. Quite a hungry, thirsty bunch. Yeah. Yeah. How are they bringing a full salmon? Yeah, the okay. you pack, you're packing the day, you got your white floppy hat, your, your zinc cream, your fish. Yeah. Oh. Bit, of, bit of sashimi through the day. But I, I love the old days, you know, up at the Gabba and around Australia that you were only allowed to bring one carton of beer per person into the game. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, back in the old days, it's changed a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, Pitch, just on a, on a, on a semi-serious note, uh, David Warner, he, he's out the way after this week. Who's going to replace him? Well, there's a lot of talk, isn't it? Whether uh, bringing an opener for an opener or 
someone like a Travis Head or even a Mitch Marsh, they're talking about potentially coming up the order, which will get Cameron Green in. I think they're really keen to get Greeny into the, the team. To have both Mitch and, and Cameron Green would be, you know, pretty awesome. But, you know, to, to ask one of those guys to open, I think a, a, probably a too big a ask for Trav, for Hetty to go up there. I think he's he's really settled where he is. So maybe one of the uh, one of the openers. I don't know they've looked at Marcus Harris. Um, you know, Cameron Bancroft's name's been thrown up a little bit. Uh, Matty Ranshaw. So there's a few there. I think probably Harris is the leader of that pack. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, f- fair call. And pitch two. Just we've, we've touched on a little bit about England and their year and the great year Australia had. Um, I mean, there is rumour that if if the Perth yeah, scorches, had a great year. They qualify for the Champions Trophy. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. I and mean, they won that nation, one game big, in the West Indies. They remember? did win a game in the West and Indies. And half the team was handicapped dropped by two shots or more. In that golf. is true. Yeah. Their yeah. golf so handicaps they plummeted. Two, they chased over 220 <laughs> against the West Indies. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they reckon if the Perth Scorchers win this big bash, again, go the three-peat, that the ICC are going to actually sub them into the World T20 in June rather than have England there because of the disappointment they've brought mm. to world cricket recently. And Pidgey famously were asked... Think in two thousand and one, just the three problems with England cricket, to which what you replied. <laughs> no, I don't remember that one, Gilly. Oh. I, I think I know where you're trying to lead me. Oh. Bit of uh, what? Bit of batting, bowling, and fielding. You yeah. reckon? Just, yeah, there's only three issues in England cricket. Like <laughs> uh, the six and out, get the great, the hit. What's it called? Can't bat, can't, can't bowl, can't throw. Yeah, that's yeah. a great song. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So where 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 to for England? Do you think they've got any place in the cricket calendar? Or I don't know. It was um, you know I saw the start of that World Cup when uh, when they had a tough game against against Afghanistan and unfortunately didn't get across the line. So it's been uh, I I don't know since the Ashes where they they talked themselves up a fair bit and played some decent cricket. It's sort of been a bit downhill from there. So. Who knows what the future holds? I don't know, Vaughn, are you keen to come out of uh, out of commentary and do a bit of coaching? Uh, absolutely not, uh, Uar. I'm too. Uh, we're making too much money on this podcast uh, <laughs> to go back into any kind of role within the game. Um, again, another serious question, uh, Uar. Um, you think Sam, mine wasn't serious? Yours was not a serious question. This is meant to be a very prominent news journalistic podcast, and you're making a joke of it. Um, South Africa are sending a second team to New Zealand for two tests. Glenn, what what do you make of yeah. that? I don't know. I saw I saw a um, you know thing Steve Wall put out on social media, and mm. to be honest, I I agree with him a bit. I'm a bit concerned with Test cricket and the future of Test cricket and where it's going. I know we've got a lot of T20 cricket around the world and those uh, T20 franchises, and yeah, I I sometimes wonder outside the big three, the Australia, England, and India with respects to test cricket, what the future holds, mm. whether 10, 15 years down the track, there's not going to be international cricket. It'll be just this franchise cricket just played around the world. So I do think we need to look after it. Um, and whether sending second teams across to, uh, to play in, you know, test matches, that's obviously not the best way to go about it. So we still have to protect test cricket. It's still the ultimate to me. Um, and yeah, we, we need to look after it. Yeah, England have been doing it for a while, haven't they? So they've got to mm. start picking their well, best Well, to be 11. fair, other countries have been sending players to us for quite a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> when, was, when was the last time there was an English cricket team with English cricketers? Yeah. Yeah. But actually, the, was the South African second eleven that's been sent to New Zealand, I'm surprised that all those players aren't playing for England. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're, speaking of that, though, they've got a series before that, India. Yep. We've got a lot of Indian fans on the on the pod, Glenn. And this came up on social. Someone a couple of days ago, and I'll get your thoughts on it as a quick bowl at legend, saying, I don't know if you saw it, the first Indian innings, five for Rabada, was they said one of the best spells of the history of Test cricket. Don't know if you saw it at all, but any thoughts on him overall in general, Rabada, because it was pretty special and a massive win for Safka in, um, against India. Yeah, and I've always uh, always been a big fan of uh, Rabada. I've spoken to him a couple of times and just to hear how he thinks about the game and, and how he goes about it. He obviously puts a lot of thought into it. And um, I think Ricky Ponting captained him at the Delhi Capitals and said he's, he's the type of guy that really sits and thinks and analyses it a bit. Uh, a fair bit, sometimes probably a little bit too much. But um, no, I'm a big fan. I like the way he goes about it. Hits good areas. He's at you all the time. And uh, yeah, definitely what a fast bowler should be like. So he, he's a gun. Now, just, I just want to ask, yep. Glenn, you've, you've always liked your predictions. Um, England go to India in January, February for a five test match series. You know, on the back of their incredible form in 2023. Um, how do you think they're going to go in India for the five matches? Well, surprisingly enough, they've always done okay, haven't they? Don't mind a bit of spin, especially Joe Root. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really one that, to put myself out on a limb and, and make a prediction. But um, <laughs> if I did, if I did, I'd probably probably put my money on uh, on India just getting across the line, maybe 5-0. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, that's better, better maths than junior. That's what I was going to say, because yeah. you obviously you like, you like were famous for saying you'd win the Ashes 5-0. Did you see that Junior's now predicting 4-0 wins in three-match series? <laughs> he did that last week. Well, <laughs> well, if you're really dominant, you can you can... Yeah, you know, say you're going to go for the extra points and put him in again, but uh, you know, Junior, he's a bit of dry humour from uh, from Junior there. I think. <laughs> how do you think if England do manage to lose five 0 in India, how are they going to claim the moral victory? What's going to be the the kind of They'll moral kind of excuse? Have, are they overworked you know again, Vaughny? Well, yes. Is NASA. Well, you, well, yeah, well, actually, that's been the whole thing of this because Glenn isn't the only fast bowler predicting 5-0. Steve Harmison, the former quick who bowled to third slip a few times, did exactly the same thing. You've seen this interview. He thinks they're not preparing enough. I agree with him. And yeah. they lose 5-0. And Ben Stokes came out and said, we actually are going to the UAE and then India to train. Well, but- what they're doing, they're going to Abu Dhabi to train for their tour of India. Um, they courses. did it They did it the year before, before, Kratom, before they went to Pakistan and they won 3 nil in Pakistan. But um, the golf courses are better in Abu Dhabi. So oh, they're fantastic. Where else would you want to put <laughs> Sadiat Beach and like Gas Links. Beautiful. Beautiful, courses. beautiful courses. I once won a tournament there, Gas Links. I did. What I won, is it? I won, I won a television. <laughs> did I did. I won a massive television, one of them monsters. And my partner was a guy called Ross. Uh, I'll go after the European tour. And he actually shafted me because I won this television and he said, oh, you don't need that television, do you? You can't take it back to Manchester. I said, well, no, not really. So I'll give you a few quid for it and I'll keep it in Dubai. I ain't fucking seen him since. Ross McGowan, I reckon. Ross McGowan. <laughs> I knew it'd be Ross, Ross McGowan. McGowan. Yeah, he, he took the telly, one of those like 100 inches, massive thing. And how much did he give you for it? How much well, he hasn't given me anything. <laughs> oh, he hasn't given you No, nothing. Go he said, on, oh, man. I'll give you some money for it. And I said, yeah, you know, I can't take it on the plane back to Manchester. And he said, "Oh yeah, I'll see. I'm, this we're talking 2000 and probably 2006. So with interest, yeah, I we're mean, talking 17 years. 17 <laughs> years. He's not, I've not Ross. If you're listening to the club, I'm sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> you still owe me a few <laughs> quid for that telly. <laughs> hey, Pidge. Um, obviously, Lino just passed 500. He's uh, hot yep. on your tail now, mate. Um, just got me thinking about your 500th <laughs> at Lords. Was was that?" Mm. 
Yeah, those flash yep. boots made up with in gold writing embroidered on the heel 500 <laughs> and you had the hair tipped and everything. It was a good, good day, that, wasn't it? You knocked over Vaughny's yeah, off stump pretty easily. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't your 500, was I? Nah. Nah. Trez, nah, I reckon. Nah. No, it, was, uh, it was Trez uh, tried to whip me through mid-wicket and uh, That's right. Yeah, edge straight to JL and takes a good catch. And, uh, yeah, it was quite sunny. Um, that tour as well, and it just really lightened my hair quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I had, uh, I did have some some boots made up, and and Casper, who was twelfth man, was supposed to bring it out at the end of the over if and when I got it. And uh, but yeah, he brought them out straight away and put the pressure on me, so I had to uh, had to change them over there. But uh, they did the job, picked up four quick ones over, and just uh, bought a little one on the length to uh, to Vaughn and. He, he jumped over it. I'm not sure what he was doing. Ran down the hill. <laughs> Funny you say that because that is trending. That video was shared yesterday what, by of, Lord, of Glenn McGrath, clean bowling Michael Vaughan. We'll roll it here from Lord's Cricket Ground. Why is it trending? Yesterday they said, which one, four great good, clean human. bowls, we'll be playing it now. Which one's your favourite and the first one that got the most votes? Well, it was actually Brett Lee cleaning you up and then, and then later Glenn McGrath. So you're two of the four from Lord's. So, so who, who is that? What's the account? Lord's Cricket Ground. That's bullying. <laughs> <laughs> is that the handle you're going under now, McGrath? <laughs> Lord's Cricket Ground. Yeah, no, Hashtag I'm, love Lord's. That was... I want to see the handle. Bull. Lord's Cricket oh, Ground. Lord's, that's, that, that's my home territory. <laughs> that's my backyard. Well, it was Pigeon's backyard. You had three, five for yeah. Z in your pitch. I want to know that uh, head of HR. <laughs> Who are the yeah, other no, two? A few wickets, a few wick, Gilly, a few wickets there. Never been dismissed with the bat. 40-odd runs. Just if they could hang around, I could have got up on the other board. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, see, off stump, cartwheel out of the ground. It's, I, uh, it's always a great sight, isn't I must it? Admit, I must admit, Glenn, about a year or so ago, we were doing some... Uh, uh, kind of comparisons, Jimmy Anderson, Glenn McGrath, and yep. we're going around the world and all the averages and strike rates, and we're looking at all the UK venues, and then we just managed to kind of look at Lords. I don't know if you can get it up, Ollie. Just have a look at Glenn McGrath's mm. record at Lords. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, it the average something like I think it's about an average of thirteen and something yeah. strike rate about thirty-four. It's something daft. Oh, wow. You got eight, eighty-nine. Yeah, it must be the food there, it's, Glenn. Oh, without a doubt, it's uh, easily the best food in uh, in world cricket. I yeah. played a month for Middlesex back in two thousand and four, and even county cricket, the food is so good. So I can see why uh, why Gat's been in a good paddock. But uh, <laughs> it's, oh, poor Gat, he gets bullied all the time, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> but you know that bowling in England with the Duke cricket ball as a fast bowler, it can't get any better than that. It's just you know, it's a it's the great place that the. the Small ball, big seam, yeah. pitches, wickets just moving around a bit. And the slope at Lords probably was just made for my style of bowling. So, uh, yeah, so, it's a special yeah. place to play. So, if Glenn had defected and played for England back in the day yeah. and played most of his home tests in the UK, mm. how many wickets are we talking? A uh, thousand? Oh, yeah. Easy? Yeah. I mean, and also if you throw in DRS. What are we talking? Yeah. 1,200? Yeah. I mean, Warney said he'd have got 4,756 <laughs> with DRS. <laughs> so you've got to give Glenn at least 1,200, I think. Yeah. What, what the, what's so, the record on? Yeah. 26 wickets, an average of 11.5. <laughs> but also... Well, steady, rate. steady. Strike rate was in the 20... Well, this is it. Strike rate 27. Oh, but then shit. also, let's look at his batting just quietly. 20 not out top score. Infinity average, never out strike rate of 77. So, yeah. Wait, is this why you rolled that ball out there? Yeah. It, at Edgebaston, right? That people always clean. talk about my captaincy. So, oh, you used to manage the players. Well, you're really good at getting the culture right. 
It was positioning that ball at Edgebath. It was genius. <laughs> we knew exactly where he was going to be. We studied it the day before. We knew McGrath at 9.24. And honestly, I've never seen an England side. You, you wouldn't have noticed it, uh, Glad on your stretcher, but... <laughs> We were jumping around high-fiving and it's fucking worked. <laughs> Everyone has taken credit for that ball out there. If you go out in the middle of uh, Edge Bass, and apparently there's a little plaque on the ground yeah, too. This is where it happened. And the yeah. thing is, not only was England, I got. I remember getting back from hospital on crutches, getting out of the car, going to uh, the change rooms and they announced over the PA system that I was out due to injury and the cheer that went up around the ground is the best cheer I've ever Yeah, that was just received. my family. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if you know, there was three blokes watching on on the other side of the boundary and they saw me go down. They saw me get carted off. So what do you do? Straight the lad breaks. They put money on me not taking a wicket in that test match yeah. and they got on. Yeah, again, that's so, my uh, mum, dad and brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. Uh, now, um, Pidge, we are uh, we are wary that you are short mm. on time, and it's very, very good of you to come on. So, what we do with our guests, each one that comes on, uh, Ollie prepares a quiz, and it usually involves oh, uh, your stats, uh, Vaughny stats, and Gilly's stats. Have you got time to take part in this? Oh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> He's Just don't stats, do what Junior did, and every every time the questions asked, revealed what your stat was before the answers are given. Junior was he was hopeless at it. Just, anyway. to, just a reminder, it's a three Test match uh, series against Pakistan, so. <laughs> and the current score's two 0 Fire it up! Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad. I thought we were going to reveal one, but Laws wasn't there, so luckily we haven't given oh, away good. an answer. Oh, but yeah, that's, that's right. Trivia time, um, and we'll start off with number one. What is higher? Gilly's T20 centuries, it's not internationals, Glenn's ODI batting average, or Vaughney's test bowling economy. It's so we've got the different the disciplines here. Oh, it's got to be my bowling, uh, wait, test bowling economy. Test bowling economy, Glenn's, Glenn's ODI batting, batting average, or wow. Gilly's number of T20 hundreds. I, I'm guessing Glenn wouldn't have batted much in one day cricket. So they got, I, no, I think Glenn's four batting average because he'd have got the odd three or four not out i'm going i'm i reckon i know how many t20 tons i got so i'm going to go pigeons batting average is the higher of so, all that the higher yeah it's that and what was it Vaughny's bowling average bowling economy economy bowling test oh, oh economy oh In well test. it's got to be Got to be Borny's bowling economy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gilly got three T twenty hundreds. Vaughney's test bowling economy was three point four four. But Glenn, your ODI batting average was a whopping three point eight three. Yeah. <laughs> Red Incas. Oh, I'll take that. I'll Red Incas. <laughs> Very good. So, where was, one, where one, was your most important one day international innings pitch? Oh. Um, someone brought it up this morning when I did a radio interview oh. and it was on this day back in 2000. I was uh, the only time I ever batted in a match for Australia with a cap on. I was facing Roger Harper and we needed five runs to win. And I remember pushing a little single. I thought about winning the game, but I thought, no, I'll just <laughs> let Bevo have a go. So I just I pushed a single. It's a tough shot. The little inside edge into the pad just to drop it down close. <laughs> But I managed to do it well, ran through, and, and Bevo hit that boundary off the last uh, ball yeah, of the over, uh, over Roger Harper's head, yeah. a couple of bounces hit. That was an incredible game. The atmosphere, the crowd that just went off. So that was probably up there with uh, with one of my best innings. 
Yeah, that was one night I, I think out. That was New Year's Day '96, I think it was. But you, yeah. you did something. Do you remember yeah. at Edgbaston in in 2001, we had a partnership of 61, of which I got yep, 60 yep. and you got one. <laughs> and I know. And but the one was when I was on 99, and somehow we'd left you. You you started batting the over. No, you know, we're trying to protect him from four balls and then get reveal him for two, but. We stuffed it up so Pidge's on strike at the start of the over. I'm 99, not out at the other end. And he, beautiful, tuck off the legs, gets there me on strike, go. got 100 the next ball. So that's my most important innings from you, I reckon. Yeah, no, I try to look after you, mate. Got plenty of batsmen to their hundreds, even take it to his double hundred. Uh, that day, I was actually starting to feel really good, and, and you got out of me. I got you to your hundred, but uh, well, I got out on 150. <laughs> Though I did, I was batting with Warney, and it's the most nervous I've ever been. You know, Warney was uh, in the 90s, and I thought, if I get out now, Shano's never going to talk to me again. And he was on 99, and Dan Vittori's bowling. I nearly went down and have a chat to him because you had to play the little lap sweep. There was no one behind square. But then I thought better of it. He's not going to listen to me when it comes to batting advice. And unfortunately for Shano, he bit of a rush of blood and got caught on the boundary. So, uh, yeah, there's been a few times when I've been out there and, yeah, a few nerves. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so 1-1-0. One, 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 yeah. yep. Question number two, and this is, uh, you're all playing, but it's between Vaughney and Pidge. So what's higher? The number of test runs from Vaughney in the 2002-2003 Ashes series. Oh, that was big, that was big. Or the number of test runs in Pidge's entire career. Oh. Mm. Surely Pidge's entire nah. career no I'm, I'm well you reckon I've I've got him by two or three have you <laughs> surely <laughs> how many test matches did you play uh roughly 124 124 round about yeah, I think I took I, I did score 640 odd runs so yeah not bad uh, but, I'll probably uh, go with you then, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, I might have given the answer away there. <laughs> we, we've done the junior. You were 600, though, weren't you, Vaughn? Yeah, yeah but I, don't think it was, I don't think it was 640. I yeah. think it was below that. I'll go with Pigeon then. Okay, yeah. We're all going, Pigeon. Uh, Vaughn, 633. Oh. Pidge, 641. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> Happy days. That's so, two out of two for me, isn't it? Yeah. 2-2-1. <laughs> yeah. What is higher? Now, it's Pakistan-related because of how we're going this week. It's Glenn's five-wicket hauls against Pakistan in tests or Gilly's hundreds against them in tests. Yeah, you did well. Ooh. You did well, Gilly. Your fa- I think it might be your favourite team. Mm. No? Nah. But I, I, I used to watch a lot of the... Ooh, I used to have them on toast. Yeah. I'm going Ooh, fivers. Uh, I reckon one, two, I reckon Pigeons fives as well. What do you reckon, Pigeon? Yeah, I'm trying to think how many fives I got. So the fact that I'm uh, I'm the guest and you've got to look after the guest, maybe I should go me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't stick with that theory throughout, but yeah, that's that's correct. So three fivers for you, Pidge, yeah. two hundreds yeah. yep. for Gilly. Uh, um, so three, three, two. Question number four. What is higher, the runs conceded in tests from Pidge or the balls faced by Vaughney in tests? Jesus. Gee, we're talking some big numbers. Big there, numbers. You need, need uh, Punner or Flem on. They, they would know these answers, yeah. but I've got no idea. Um, Can you still recount every one of your wickets, Pidge? I used to be able to. 
Uh, a bit bit long in the tooth now. I remember taking a catch at Adelaide Oval. That's always that that's a good I, I watch that every day. We might roll that in yeah. on our socials. <laughs> I mean. do, you, do you think you you rub the ball downwards onto the turf because that's not out? No, just to let you know. No, if you see the back of my hand goes along, you know, yeah. I know not to put it down. Did you think you were thirty meters out of position, and if you dropped it, Tugger was going to rip your new asshole? <laughs> so you. Uh, no, St- Stephen told me I was thirty. 30 yards out of position after I took the catch. Um, but I said, if I was standing where I was, you know, Vaughn, wouldn't have played that shot. So I was just teasing and kept him <laughs> yeah, but, tactical um, genius. You've, you've never seen me drop one of those, have you, Gilly? No, no, I haven't. No, when you go for it with two hands and it bounces out of one into the other. That's just, not more just direct it's, it into the other. We're in this show. This is, uh, yeah, we'll be reporting this at the end of it, Ollie. Yep. Just to log it Make all down. I'm going to go for my ball's face because I blocked a lot of balls. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Vaughny. Um, yeah, same. Same. You're all wrong. Vaughny faced oh. 11,184 balls. Pidge went oh, for 12,186 runs. Wow. Wow. Expensive. You got, you got so, hammered, Pidge. No, <laughs> no, no change in the score. No change Three, in the score. Lovely. And then number five, Glenn, amazing figures. I was trying to find something here. They are ridiculous, but there's one country where Glenn averaged over 30. With Which the bat. country was that? With the ball. So With the ball. test match average in that particular country. Exactly right. He's over 30. There's only one place. Did he play against Bangladesh? I'm going to go Z- uh, Zimbabwe. Two tests at uh, Darwin and... Uh, Zimbabwe. Played from Darwin and Cairns against uh, the Deshies. Didn't take that many wickets, so maybe it is the Deshies. No, you, so playing. You didn't play in, in, country. Country. in, in, in the country. country. There was not no in Bangladesh. Oh. We've got Zimbabwe from in Bobby. the country. I'm going Zimbabwe. Pitch thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Did you play? You played that '99 Zimbabwe test, and you there? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So what is it? A one-off test. Yeah. So yeah, maybe the maybe Sri Lanka. Zimbabwe. The answer is Pakistan. Five test and well, it now is a tie break between Gilly and between Gilly and Vaughan. Okay, what was the average? Oh, of what? His bowling average in Pakistan. It's the only one over thirty. Closest gets thirty point six four. Well, you've just given your face away, by... (laughs) (laughs) which means you're close. (laughs) Yeah, that's just he backs you up ninety nine percent of the time. And also, could be bluffing. He played five tests in Pakistan. Yep. Nine innings, 201 overs, 49 maidens. With three, with, with two of those in Sharjah? Uh, I'm not sure if Crick Info will break that down. No, well, that's against Pakistan or in Pakistan? In Pakistan. Pakistan. So two in Karachi, yeah, 98. So Peshwari, Rapindi, Lahore and Karachi again, 94. Oh, 94 and 98. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. 30.52. 31 on the dot. Vaughn oh. wins. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations, England. 31. Congratulations. Jeez, he blew it Another out. win for England. <laughs> you are the Glenn McGrath Trivia Champion. Thank you very much. Of Club Prairie Fire. Well Thank done. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, now, I'm always happy to help out. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, would you like to do the toast with uh, Glenn here? And, and yeah. perhaps we can um, yep. toast to this week Talk to the pink test. Yourselves and I'll spruce it up. Um, just while we're chatting... Um, Pidge, the best way for people to get online and, and donate, uh, mcgrathfoundation.com.au. Is that right? They can get on and they um, can buy their virtual pink seats. Oh, well, they uh, they can get on there, but uh, but they'll be 
redirected. So for this test match, we have pinktest.com.au. Terrific. Jump on there, get your virtual pink seat. Um, we've set ourselves a lofty goal of 322,000 virtual pink seats. But what that will mean is that we reach our mission of 250 McGraw breast care nurses across the country. And, you know, to think that uh, in the last sort of uh, 16 pink tests, uh, the journey's been incredible and we're very close to achieving uh, what we want, that every person, every family going through breast cancer has access to a breast care nurse where they live, self-referable and a totally free service anywhere in the country. So it is pretty incredible. Obviously, we need to have sustainability and, and keep that ongoing, but uh, never in our wildest dreams could we believe that we could achieve it. And uh, yeah, the support around the country has been amazing. And what's been created at the Sydney Pink Test just shows the power of sport, the power of cricket, how it brings people together. Uh, and it, I've, I've been told it is the, the biggest uh, sporting charity, you know, charitable sporting event in the world. Uh, wow. So it is wow. it is pretty special. Wow. But pinktest.com.au. Yeah, good on you, mate. Well, Pidge, we do have a little uh, – the whole podcast was always framed around tequila and the, the fellowship <laughs> that comes from it. So we do a little toast, and typically we do toast the guests, and we're going to do that again here, mate. It's um, – Without doubt. Uh, well, what we've just been through down in Melbourne uh, with obviously Warney's legacy yeah. um, foundation that's come up there about the heart health checks and um, and the wonderful thing that Warney's legacy is going to linger long. Uh, but the good thing about your legacy that you're already creating and leaving is the fact that fortunately you're still with us, mate. Uh, and obviously we all miss Warney a great deal, but um, what you and, and Jane, I can tell you guys and listeners out there all through the, the, the career that we played together and particularly tough times when Jane was crook, you'd say to Pidge, how are you today? And he'd go, never better. Simple as that. So talk about attitude being contagious. It was brilliant. So Pidge, well done, mate. We're all really bloody proud of you. We love being a part of it and we, do thank you from the bottom of our heart for joining us here on Club Prairie Fire. Good on you, mate. Cheers, Cheers Pidge. Cheers, 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 guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, George, Vaughn, boys. It's been uh, been good fun. We'll see you over the Ooh, next few strong. days, buddy. That's strong. Yeah. That'll fit me. All right, so I'll uh, save one of them for when we catch up next time. I'm just. Right, I'm mate. just. Going, I'm off to an F45, so that'll just serve me right. <laughs> that warm me up oh. nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. Thanks, Pidge. Uh, that was Doris. Club Cheers, Prairie guys. Fire. All in person. Have we got another one in person coming up? Oh, where yeah, we all we get do. to hang out? In, in a couple of weeks. You guys are batting for a big bash or something, I believe. There's something coming, but I'll we'll give it in a the diary. Yeah. yeah, try to try to get it a little bit sooner than the. Well, 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 we'll our one. good friend Mohammed Hafiz has promised that he's oh, yeah, come yeah, on yes. the yes. series. Yes. Finished. He's yes. on. He said so the next one might be virtual. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he'll probably be at a coffee shop at the airport when he does it. What's your prediction for the test, though, Vaughn? Four day Australia win. Four day, even with the rain. Is it going to rain? Is it? Well, it's Sydney. Yeah, oh, rain will yeah. just juice you up a bit more. Yeah, it'll be a fourth day win for the Aussies. Speaking of the rain, we didn't, how was the bridge climb? You made it back all right? <laughs> yeah, did I survive? Yeah, it was, I'll tell you what, that was a tough, uh, was it a Tuesday? Yeah, I think it, it was, was a Tuesday. Was. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. blowing a girl. The little one who's 13, slightly concerned at one stage, she started to blow off the edge, but <laughs> managed to grab her back. <laughs> she was all right. She's a ballet dancer. She's got good balance. Good balance. Yeah, okay. right. I wouldn't. Re- I wouldn't recommend the, uh, the the bridge walk is magnificent. Oh, it is. But doing it with a thirteen-year-old in the, in the howling wind Could and rain. Could you see the harbour because the, the clouds <laughs> no, were we very could. low? You needed some binoculars, but yeah, we could <laughs> they were see. above the clouds. Yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah, very good. All right, you can find us at Club Prairie Fire. Make sure you follow us. Uh, that's remember. Remember, Prairie is P R A I. 
R-I-E. Mm-hmm. Make sure you follow us on everything. Uh, we'll be back next week with more cricket action. Gentlemen, thank you as always. Adios. Always a pleasure. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>